Hey everyone and welcome to the Girl Hang podcast. I am Josephine and today I have a very special guest with me. Her name is Carrie or Kari as we say in Norwegian and she's a multi-passionate woman. She's a doctor of acupuncture, she's a poet, she's a healer and cycle breaker and she's very passionate about feminine and holistic healing. And I've actually never met Carrie before but she feels like a sister already I came across her profile when I had uh, my own poetry account on Instagram and her poems like really hit me and I just loved her style it's very dreamy um, and she's also written a poetry book about heartbreak which I also have and yeah <laughs> we just have a lot in common uh, I actually want to read just a short poem I, I saw on her profile. I just love it. Just so you can get like the the essence of her of her inner world. Okay, here we go. To be a powerful woman is to engage with the world in her elusive language. I mean, how beautiful is that? I just love that, Carrie. <laughs> I just had to share that with, with everyone. And yeah, she's just a person who had my attention right away and now I have here as a guest, which is an honor. And she has a very interesting story and background that we will dive into today. But before we begin, Carrie, I just have to ask, why do you have a Norwegian name? <laughs> What's that about? <laughs> I know, right? Well, first of all, thank you so much for thinking of me and having me here. It's funny because I was like, when did I meet her? And I just was like, I feel like I've known you for so long. We just chat on Instagram all the time. And I was like, I can't remember the exact moment that we met um, an Instagram friend. My Pisces moon, right? Pisces moon chick. We're both Pisces moon chicks. Yeah, yes. so we love poetry. We're dreamy. We feel so deeply. And like, we just like get each other. Um, and I love seeing you thrive and do all the things for sisterhood. I love it. Um, but my Norwegian name, so... Um, I guess I'm, I guess I don't know if you know this. I'm a little bit Norwegian, just a little bit. Ah, okay. so I guess maybe you mention it. I think that's where my name maybe comes from. I'm not, I'm not quite sure. I don't really know the story behind it, to be honest, but I love it. Spelled different. It's K-A-R-I and it's not like C-A-R-R-I-E. It's not like the classic, you know, it's like very different and unique, which I think fit, uh, fits me really well. I love being different and love being um unique and not like everyone else so I, it fits me it fits you very well uh I should probably I, I I'm not sure what carry or carry as we say in Norwegian what it means but it has a certain like power to it I feel and for those who well I'm looking at you right now but you have this like really long beautiful red hair <laughs> and you look very you, you could look very Scandinavian even maybe mm -hmm. like a Scottish queen you know so <laughs> it, it, it fits you really good it it's you so really funny good. I was in uh, I forget where I was I was somewhere traveling because you know I'm like all over the world all the time and someone came up to me and asked me if I was a, a Scandinavian princess one wow, time really I was like uh yeah I am no it was really funny yeah I get lots of things I get Scottish I get Norwegian I get I've gotten Persian before. I've gotten like Spanish before. I've gotten lots of different. I got Greek. Every time I'm somewhere, they think I'm from that country. It's the strangest thing. That's so interesting. It's that so I, weird. 
so weird. My best, my favorite one though was when I was living in Greece and everyone, um, people on the street called me Aphrodite. And I was like, this is the best place I've ever been. <laughs> what a huge compliment. Oh my God. But I can like long so... red hair. Yeah, but it makes totally sense, totally sense that that people with, I mean, if I didn't know you and I saw you in the street, I would be like, where the heck is this woman from? You're hard to pin down. And that's like, that's a, that's compliment. Yeah, it's cool. I like, I like, I like that a lot. And it's funny when they're calling me Aphrodite and it's like, one, that's the biggest compliment ever. But also it's so funny because it's like, that's a lot of the work that I do. You know, I, I work um with that feminine energy and and uh in that kind of way so I thought that was so funny and such a like kind of confirmation and and the work that I do so I just I have a huge Aphrodite uh picture in my bathroom she's chewing bubble gum it's like Aphrodite bubble gum picture I love um but yeah it's so funny I love that no one knows where I'm from I don't even know honestly well it's not so important always where we're from but uh, to know it at least but just how we feel you know uh, I think we kind of know on a spiritual level where we are from I love yeah. that I agree wholeheartedly so Carrie yes. I would like to you know tell us a little about who you are and like who you were before mm. and who you are today so we get a little you know feeling <laughs> of your journey I love this question so much and it's something I've been reflecting on a lot lately and the beauty and expansion and how grateful I am for it. And I am definitely not who I was. Thank God. I hope none of us are who we were back when we were in high school or middle school. Um, So I'll start with, I guess, who I am. And it's been an unraveling. It's always an unraveling and there's still more to unravel. But uh, I mean, like in this day and age like I my basic things like I'm a doctor I'm a doctor of acupuncture I'm a Chinese medicine practitioner um I do a lot of work with uh women's health and a lot of uh feminine like spiritual empowerment there's a lot of correlation between Chinese medicine and the womb and how we transmute our anger and our rage and our grief so I got really into that in my journey you know, from who I was and who I am now is, you know, I looking back, I understand all the, I like to call them like initiations, all the initiations I've been through. They're like my training. It's like training course, training camp kind of thing. I played sports all my life. So I like using sports analogies, but it's like, uh, it was a training camp, all the BS. Can I curse? Yeah. Okay. We can. Yeah. We, <laughs> we do that. Okay. We do that. Yeah. <laughs> All the bullshit that I've been through, very grateful for, but it really, you know, put me face to face with who I had to step, I had to step into who I wanted to be. So who I was, I guess I, very uh, quiet, shy, people pleaser, held in anger, didn't know who I was, didn't know how to express myself, didn't know how to passionately rage in a the most feminine way I didn't know how to speak up for myself I didn't know how to fight I didn't know there's just so much I was just walking around with my head chopped off like trying to navigate this world and um the rules and things I don't like I don't like rules so I got in a lot of trouble and I was uh got stuck in which I know we'll talk about 
stuck in a lot of situations <laughs> that um, confined me and kept me trapped. And it was one of those things where I kept being put in those kinds of situations to ultimately tap into my own rage and power to get myself out. And then there's no going back after that. Yeah. So now I would say, again, it's an unraveling. We, I don't feel like I've arrived, but I'm getting there as we all are. But I feel like now I feel so, I feel so confident in myself. I feel very powerful. I feel like I found my voice. I feel like I understand my gifts. I feel like I have hope for myself. I feel at a place where I can help and teach others. I feel, I think at the bottom of it all, and I was thinking about this the other day, I think one of the most important things through everything is that I feel um, like I have my own back. Like I, I got myself. And I think that if you have that, you have anything you need really. So um, I'm excited now where I'm at. I'm excited for more things to unfold for me. And I know we talked on Instagram. I'm like, I, you're inspiring me to post more. And, you know, I'm afraid to post and I'm afraid to do this. And like, you're inspiring me. So there's always things that I'm working on, of course. But that's like the trajectory, tra- trajectory I'm going towards. Like, just, you know what? Fuck it. Like, these are my gifts. This is what I know I'm here to do. And I'm just going to go for it and watch everything just fall into place for me. You know, that's why I think also we connect so well because I can, we can recognize each other, like ourselves in each other. And there's always something to work or work with, but that's the beauty of life too, you know? Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God. So I'm more curious about like your personal journey um, and experiences that really led you to where you are today. I'm thinking everything from, you know, because you have quite a, a story. I have a crazy yeah. story, yeah. Yeah. What? So all the story of what led me to where I am now as a Chinese medicine doctor talking about the womb and women's health and all the things, all the woo-woo things I do. Where to start? Oh, my God. Some of it I'm thinking, I'm like, I don't know if you even know some things like I don't talk about on Instagram. It really started off, um, I played high-level soccer. I played for the U.S. at one point, and uh, I got five full rides to uni, to college, and um, I got hurt, and I broke my leg really badly, and they're going to amputate it, and it was just this horrible experience for me, and I lost my scholarship, which was illegal, and it was this whole thing, and I went to another school, and I wanted to play soccer again. But I ended up getting a full ride to another school and I ended up, I couldn't play because of my leg and it was this whole thing. But um, I was so sad, like the worst, the lowest place I've ever been in my life. So I lost soccer. I lost my whole identity. Everything about anything I knew about myself was gone. I trained for the Olympics, for the World Cup. Like I've been training since I was like five. It was the only thing on my mind since I was five. And it just gets got taken away taken away from me and no one gave a shit no one gave a shit at all they're like all right well have a great life you know so here i am i'm like 19 20 transfer to school don't know anyone i'm in a wheelchair it's upstate new york uh, which is extremely cold and dark at 3 p.m it gets dark 
I was so depressed. I, and then I ended up getting addicted to Percocets and it was just the, it was so bad. It was such a bad, 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 bad place. So what happened then was I ended up getting involved in a church cult. I laugh at it now because I've healed a lot of that trauma, but I laugh at it now that like, how did that happen? But I understand why it happened. And I am in hindsight grateful for it. I just wish I got out sooner than I did. Um, I ended up, how, how long were you there? I was in it for seven years. Seven in the, years. In the cult wow. for seven years. Yeah, all my 20s. All my 20s I was in this cult. So I didn't know it was a cult, obviously. But I was um, so depressed and probably dying, honestly. I was getting addicted to drugs and uh, to the painkillers. And I would drink wine and take my painkillers. Like, it was just not good. Um, failing school. So I ended up going to a church event. My A sweet mate that I was living with invited me. And I went. And for the first time in forever, people were, like, asking me how I was doing. And I loved that. You know, I was so vulnerable. And they asked me to study the Bible. And I was like, okay. I don't. I didn't want to, but I wanted to, like, hang out with them because they weren't they were kind of cool. Like they weren't like super churchy weird. And then I started studying the Bible and it started getting weird. They were totally telling me what to wear and I couldn't go out. And I couldn't drink anymore, which is probably a good thing, but um, I couldn't do anything. They just like took away a lot of things, but I didn't care because I wanted friends and they took care of me, you know, fast tracks. It got really intense. You can only like date in that church. You can only, you can't have sex. You, uh, it's a man's world. It's like I got in trouble for wearing leggings because I'm I'm curvy. Like you know, I got a butt and hips and a tiny waist, and I had to hide my body, um, which was a ends up something I really had to work on afterwards. Of embodying my sexuality and being confident in my body was really difficult for me. And yes, you can only date, and it was kind of like the wives stayed home and cooked and cleaned which was nothing wrong with that, but that was like, it was like a forced situation. Um, and it was just to please, please the man, really. That's kind of like the vibe of this, of this church. There's purity groups. Like if you masturbated, like you had to go and confess every Sunday and you had to kind of go through like an AA meeting for masturbation. Like it was, it was crazy. It was crazy. Um, there's so much I can say about that experience, but I was in that for seven years and before but before that it was the percocets it was the leg and i was also raped in college so it was all this one everything at once like i broke my leg i was raped i was addicted to percocets i was drinking wine i was didn't have any friends i was in upstate new york in the darkness i was in a wheelchair like no one liked me like i heard girls on my team talking shit about me like it was just like i could have died I could have died and I would have been like, okay with that. Like, it was just so, it was so bad. So the church really did save me in some ways. Like it did give me a support system and it did take me out of getting a drinking and, you know, making horrible decisions. But then I kind of got a little too into it and I started working for the church and I started teaching like purity classes to women of like, how bad it is to like be horny and how bad it is to like show off your body and how like literally like telling women, like teaching classes about 
how to not be sexual. Like it's literally like such a full circle um, because I was afraid of my own sexuality. I was afraid of sexuality. I was afraid of all these things. And I would literally teach women like how to be a cookie cutter, basic bitch. Like, <laughs> like it was just that. Yeah. So I remember one girl, like she had to confess like that she was riding. Have you ever like ridden a bike and like, the bike kind of like goes up goes up like on your clit or whatever and you kind of get a little like have you ever has that ever happened to you before oh yeah like I mean even the the humpy roads here and I'm driving yeah. on my quad it's like sitting yeah. on a vibrator I mean <laughs> no exactly so you know how many girls confess for the for shit like that and it, we'd have to be like oh my god that's so bad so it's like the so if you can imagine the trauma like it's your body this is your sexual life force like this is how you create all of life. This is how you express yourself. This is how you move. This is how you tap into the ethers. This is how you dream. This is how you create a new world. Don't don't touch it. <laughs> don't touch that energy. Like, you know, like that was kind of like they were afraid. We we're afraid. They were afraid. The men are afraid. The women are afraid. Everyone is afraid of this power. And it's scary as fuck. And so whenever they someone taps into it, they confess. Like that's how I look at it now. It's like they don't they had to control these women and not just in this church, just in society in general. Like control the women, like make sure they don't find out how fucking powerful they are and what they can do with this essence. Like please, like please make sure they don't know. Please make sure they don't figure it out. So that was kind of like my my twenties was this like very all this energy just pinned down and I don't want to look at it I didn't want to touch it I was afraid of it so much guilt so that was that experience and so I had a boyfriend in that church and we we're gonna get married and we didn't haven't even like really kissed it was like this crazy thing and then it also kept me from really healing sexual trauma like it kept me safe from being intimate because I was still wounded from being raped you know so and uh that was a huge thing for me too so when I decided to leave the church everything I just said is what I had to learn and embody and it was fucking wild it's been a wild journey from since I left till now of all the work I did to like remember and embody myself and like uh, stand in my confidence and like move my body and dance and all the things that I did uh, which I'll, I'll definitely talk about all the practices and tools like twerking and dancing at night. That's been my bread and butter since day one, since I left, but I'll get into that. But um, this, uh, so I left and at the time I left, I was studying Chinese medicine. So I was in my first year, of my, my master's and I was like learning about Taoism and I was like, Oh my God, Taoism is so beautiful. And Chinese medicine, if you don't know, like it's not just about pain. It's not just like, oh, your neck pain, like let's put some points in. No, Chinese medicine foundational theory is about nature and it's about love and it's about harmony and it's about balance. And when I started learning about Chinese medicine, I'm like, who's to say the Taoist or all the all the brilliant people and Eastern cultures were wrong. Cause I, in this church, like we had to believe that we were the only ones going to heaven. We were the only ones that were right. And I'm like, I'm reading about Taoism and I'm like, these people know way more about love and about God than any of you. 
And that's when I was like, I have to leave. So it was Chinese medicine that really got me out of this cult. So then I got out, I broke up with my boyfriend and I left the cult at the same day and I sat in my car and it was a playback of when I broke my leg and I didn't have soccer anymore. And I was like, holy fuck, here I am again, needing to create a new identity. And I was like, but this time I'm just gonna be me. Like, I got to find out who I am. I can't, like, can't be soccer. I can't be this church cult. I can't be this boyfriend. And it's like, I'm sitting in my car. I remember this so clearly. And I'm like, here I am again. I lost something. I put all my identity in. And I was like, I have a choice to find something else to fill that. Or I, like, stand at the, I like to call it standing at the foot of the cave. Like, that feeling when you're standing at the foot of a cave and you're like, holy fuck, what is in this cave right now? I was like, or I can stand at the foot of the cave and like go the fuck in. And that's what I did. It's been crazy. It's been five years of walking through like that cave. And I'm finally like got the got the rain bung on on my who I am. From that moment sitting in my car till now has been has been absolutely amazing and horrible. And it felt like um I went into the world for the first time. Like the church soccer confined me, church confined me. And then I left and I'm like, I'm a wild animal in this world. Like, how do I, <laughs> what the fuck do I, so obviously I got in trouble. Obviously I made dumb mistakes, like, which I don't call them mistakes. It's just contrast. And I did like the craziest shit. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's, that's my, that's my story of my journey and, and why I love like working with women specifically is because one with with identity and, and the rape and the sexual abuse and and then the church cult. And if you're not in a church cult, it doesn't matter. It's just the same energy of like kind of what women deal with in society and yeah. um, finding your way and and learning how to like learning how to be a sexual, sensual life force. The learning how to like stand at the foot of the cave and tap into that power that we're so petrified of that everyone around you is petrified of, you know? So every, and I say this to my patients all the time. It's like, as above, so below, like we are like mother earth in this way. We have our wombs are like earth and it's like, no one tells mother earth to like stop raging or no, everyone's, everyone bows to mother earth. Like even pirates and captains on ships have to bow and pray to the ocean, you know, which is who we are. And so it's like, once we realize we're actually the ocean and we control that mystic power that everyone around us is petrified of, right? So that's been a lot of my um, awakening, which I still, I'm still in that process. So, which there are situations in my life where I have, again, more initiations, like working with the NFL. Like, I don't know if you know that, but yeah, uh, working with the NFL is, is one of them for sure. I can imagine. I, I just have yeah. to say that I have to comment that when you told me about when you now told us about that episode in the car, mm-hmm. I got goosebumps. I got so goosebumps. I can just imagine that I feel like that is perhaps a moment where you actually met for the first time God or force or whatever you want to yeah. call it. That was actually myself. Yeah. Regardless of a woman have been in a church like you have in a cult mm-hmm. or whatever, we still are affected by this purity culture. Mm-hmm. And I have, I remember you have spoken about this before and I was like, Mm -hmm. purity culture, I kind of, you know, 
it kind of says the words kind of tell us what it means but can you like explain more about what that actually is and mm. how it really impacted your life yeah oh beauty culture is insane uh, mostly in in church but even like outside churches it's like this well how we described it in the church I was in it's like um it's like women how do you be the most pure loving angel how do you be the most pure for for this man that is destined to to unflower you how do you be pure for him how do you be pure for for Jesus how do you be pure for everyone else around you it's like how do you remain pure and untouched and and be quiet and and don't scream and make sure you don't show too much of your body and and make sure that you you know you cook and you clean and make sure you know like that's like the essence of purity culture it's like basically how to tame it's i see it now as purity culture is how do you tame your fe- your wild feminine but you can't you can't tame earth like she's gonna tsunami if she wants to like she's gonna you know what I mean like yeah so it's kind of like purity culture is like how do you get a woman to be like this as much as you can and they use guilt and shame and you know and a lot of us there's a lot of studies about how women get the most sick or autoimmune diseases because they care a lot about everyone around We're, we're wired like that we're wired to care about the people around us we're wired to care about other everyone else but us so it's like using guilt and shame uh on on us to be pure is like it, i mean it affects us in a big way so pure is like purity culture is like you can't have sex um you can't wear specific clothes you can't kiss or like be sexual with a man and and in the church a lot they would talk about um how women are the uh, temptress temptresses like searing energy like they will like lure you to your your death so beware of them and you don't be like them and bow like submit in all the ways to men like i again if you're a manly man and his masculine balanced masculine energy like the feminine naturally submits to that energy as he submits to her in in different ways but the submitting that they were talking about was like let yourself be completely controlled so purity culture in that way too is a lot of it was a lot of control and it was a lot of taming. So for me, how it messed me up was like one, I couldn't like have sex or I couldn't explore, like you can't touch yourself. When I left, I didn't know where my clit was. I didn't know what a clit was at all. I didn't never had an orgasm. I never look at your face. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> I've never had an orgasm. Oh I've my never God. Heard- I've never been touched in a way. I've never like, yeah, I, I never, nothing. I was just like this shelled up piece of life. And when I left, it's crazy because when I left and I started I like, I need to explore this. I was petrified again of my sexuality, of my sensuality. And when I started a, like my first homework with my acupuncturist who helped me so much on this journey, my homework was like, start masturbating. She's like, go to a bourgeois, a, do a bourgeois shoot, like a, like a nude shoot or like a wow. lingerie photo shoot. Go to like really fancy strip clubs or like really fancy um, uh, shows of women and watch these women dance and watch them uh, strip and watch them control the room and watch them empower everyone and watch 
watch uh, how confident they are in their bodies and watch their hips and and talk. She's like, talk to the girls, like go to a strip club and go talk to them. And there's actually one girl I still talk to. I talk to her on Instagram all the time. And it's like four years ago. So I did it. I, I went in on all this. Like I was masturbating every day. I was like giving myself breast massages. I was dancing naked in the mirror, put candles everywhere. And I just like watched my body move. And I was like, holy fuck, I'm hot. Like, hold, I, look at my body. Like, I'm just like this. I was like, wow, I'm like a, like a snake. Like, I'm like, holy shit. Like, I felt so connected to my body. I would do it every night again. Like I said, I still do it. I put on like Egyptian drums and I just like move my hips. Work, did hip work, got um, massage to open up my hips from trauma. That was a big one for me. Going dancing, salsa dancing, bachata. And then I start, I met someone and I started being intimate with him and I had crazy orgasms, crazy experiences. My, my life changed. Like my body started to change. My hips got bigger. My breasts got bigger. My waist got smaller. My oh my god, skin- I just have to say, this has happened to me too. Yeah, no, it's a thing. It's 100% a thing. My boobs got bigger and I, I didn't put on weight. And I talked with my girlfriends about this and I was like, I think it's because I'm healing my feminine. My yes, boobs are nope. like... Yep. you know yep so that's what happens like think about it your breasts in your hips and your breasts right so your breasts are like the um abundance it's 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 the mother it's the abundance and like when you were a lot of people like reject that when you're rejecting these aspects of your feminine like they're not going to be expressed physically so that's what happens you start you start twerking you start you start dancing you start having sex you start moving your hips like they're gonna get bigger but in a in a sexy fertile way like yeah. you're kind of like tapping into this energy and as above so below like everything internally will shift externally so like my hips I started having sex and my hips and this is a thing in Chinese medicine too like it, uh your hip my hips are getting bigger and I'm like what is going on like I started getting all this attention from men I the way I walked changed like my slowness like everything just shifted for me my breasts got bigger my skin got like softer my hair got redder my eyes got greener like everything everything changed like my I feel like I shifted a reality like the colors I the colors outside were shifting and then I started noticing women I can tell when women when other women were tapped into that energy and when they weren't and like if you sit at a park and watch you can tell not in a judgment way just in a like whoa she's not tapped it's like a you're tapped into it and you can see when other women are yeah for Um, sure and it's like holy shit so many women aren't aren't tapped into it and they're they're petrified of it it's so funny you mention it now because I, it's not that long ago i had a conversation with my girlfriends about this yep because i we would just all look at my boobs and be like what the fuck is going on <laughs> yeah they're per- probably perkier they're lifted yeah. they're like nice and flow yeah it's like i literally like what in the world and it's crazy because when i was in middle school and i was like I was never like chunky. I was always playing sports. So I was always pretty fit. And when I was in middle school, high school, I had a C. I was a C cup. And then I went to the church and all this happened. And I went down to an A, literally an A. And I'm like, this is not a coincidence because like I had boobs. Like where the fuck did they go? And my whole body was shifting. I think I posted on my story too, like a before and after. Oh, I've seen this. Yeah, but those pictures were- I know those pictures were only during the church cult. Like before that, I was like 
cute again. It was so weird. It was so weird. So when I was suppressed and I was like not in alignment with myself, my whole demeanor was different. My face was puffy. My hair was dull. I was chunkier. I was just uh like dull, like uh. <laughs> and the change you can tell a difference when you tap into that energy. Everything shifts. Everything will shift. It, it really does. And and I also even noticed with myself that my lips are more, you know, filled. Mine are filled. too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And of course, I know that you also do like a lot of gua sha and massage your mm. face. That also has a yeah. lot to do with it. But yeah, it's also energy and energy affects your hormones and everything is connected. It's so interesting to observe yourself and even observe other women and not in a judgmental yeah. way, as you said. But yeah. I, I do it myself because I can also recognize, you know, maybe my yep. past self or maybe where I am today in others. And that's a part of healing too, to like, we're not so far from each other, everyone. Yes. And, and you can see other people's wounding and feel with them, really. Yep. yep. And there's that. And there's like the, so that's, there's that wound that, that like, like an untapped energy right but there's also like the which is something I think I love about you is is that there's like also the um the sisterhood wound and the feminine the feminine wound it's like we're attacked at we our energy the feminine has been attacked at every fucking angle every angle possible like let's let's isolate them let's make them hate each other let's make them compare to each other let's force them into submission let's make them not hot (laughs) let's make them like not tap into their full like curvy voluptuousness let's make everyone want to be skinny and bony and let's make sure they don't find out about their sexual power let's make sure they don't find out how to transmute energy every angle it's like how do we tear them down and and destroy them that's literally what they if we can say like that has done so apart from me of like uh because i healing the like the feminine has been really powerful too but a part of that Mm. is also healing your relationship with the masculine i can imagine the church trauma and all these things you've been through that must have been really hard and even like the rape you know yeah how did you do that that's a really good it's a beautiful question because I I love you asked that because a lot I don't think a lot of people talk about this or like let's heal the feminine let's heal the feminine which yes but I think I do think that one of the first steps to healing the feminine is healing your own relationship your own masculine energy and your relationship to the yang like again in Chinese medicine there's yin we call it yin and yang right because we live in a yang world everything about what we do is yang so naturally us women we want to be in a yang we have to fit in to a yang world and that's not easy for us it's easier for men because they're naturally yang that's natural their natural essence but we're naturally yin right but yin again like we said it's like the ocean it's scary it's the abyss it's the cave it's like eh, the yang is the sun and it's it's up and it's more like it's like you know, that's why we always explore space and not the ocean. It's like, it's easier to be in that energy. So in order to dip into the yin, I was like, I have to understand the yang first and then the yin and then how to be yin in a yang world. Because in Chinese medicine, there's always yin and yang at the same time. One is more than the other. And it's always this balance. It's never just like yin and yang. 
like the sun and the moon. It's like sometimes they're out at the same time, but only for a little bit. And one has its chance and then the other has its chance. So it's like, how do I be in my balanced yin living in a yang world? Right. And I have a cool story actually to share when I realized this, but to heal the yang, it's like I had my my dad left when I was young too. Now we're really close now though, after all the work I've done like on that. But my dad and like the masculine world and the church and rape and just men being fucking idiots in the dating world. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with these men, right? <laughs> yes. And then, still to this day, I'm like, boy, bye. I'm just bye. So what I started to do, and this has actually been more recent, I started thinking about all the things I appreciate about young energy, right? So um, I was out in London for work a couple weeks ago and my friend, one of my friends, she's really in her yang. She's really in her masculine energy, right? And, you know, I travel a lot. And when I travel alone, I have to be in my yang. I have to be like, this is where I need to go. And at this time, this is the train. I have to make this reservation, right? So I don't like doing it, but I do, right? So I was with her and she did it all. She did all of it. And I got to sit back in my yin and be like, oh, wow, this is nice. I'm like, oh, I love young. I love men for that. Like, I love young energy for that, even though she's a woman, but she, it was the young energy. It was the essence of, of the masculine. And I was like, I love the masculine energy. I love it. It helps me be more in my yin. It helps me understand myself. It helps me be soft. It helps me like explore, it helps me be emotional because they're taking the yang is taking care of the things that I don't want to do. So I started thinking about and writing out all the things I love about yang energy. And then the yang energy in my life started to shift a little bit. So it's kind of like that was a big healing for me of like dating out all the things, writing out all the things and looking for in my life, my daily life, all the things I love about masculinity, like all the things I love about young energy. And then I looked at myself and I was like, oh, I'm really good at that. I'm really good at that in my young. I'm really good at that in my young. So it was really a lot about integrating the yin and yang like within myself first. And then the yin and yang in my life started to shift too because that's how it all works it has you have to start with yourself first um but the one moment that I was like oh I've integrated this was when and I think you'll like this story but um I live in Baltimore I lived in Baltimore for a little bit and I don't know if you know anything about Baltimore it's like one of the worst cities for violence in America and there's these guys they're young kids really they're called the squeegee boys and they basically stand at red lights and wash your windshield, but they like ask for money and they're really violent. A lot of the times there's been murders. They, they all have guns on them. Um, and if you don't pay them or whatever, like they can pull a gun out on you. Right. There, it's a very intense area, a place that I was living. I only lived there for six months and I moved out. But around the corner for me, it was about 10 squeegee boys at this light all the time and in the beginning I would pull up and I'd be like no 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 like don't don't please no like don't and they would be like oh you bitch da, 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 like screaming at me right over and every day and then one day I was like me being in my young young versus young they're gonna win they're gonna win yeah. because 
they're all they're already so powerfully in their yang and like me trying to be in my yang like I, i'm like i have to go in my yin i have to be in my yin to navigate this so i just like dropped into my heart and i pull up to the light and i'm like in my, i'm like in my yin energy right and they all come up to me there's like six of them come up to my car and i'm like so i roll the window down they couldn't get in but they also didn't think i was scared I pull the window down and I look at three of them on one side and three on the other. And I look at them and I'm like, hi, how are you doing today? And they're like, I'm doing great. How are you? I was like, oh, I'm doing really good. It's a really nice day out. It's like, you guys are working so hard. I, you know, you guys are out here all day. And they're like, yeah, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. And I'm like, yeah. And they start drawing hearts on my car. I was like, oh, it's a green light. I don't need a wash today. Thank you guys so much. Bye. And I rolled the window and I'm like, fuck. Oh. <laughs> but that was the moment I realized I was like, that's how you navigate a young world. Being that is heart. so true like I have I don't yeah. have a, a, a as dramatic story like you but I experienced something similar because I worked a lot yeah. like, in, in, with marketing and, and sales and for sure that's how you meet a young world but yeah. that sounds intense girl, girl. Like, I girl wish intense. My pants. I, <laughs> I, I, was my pants. Like, I was like this is the only way it's the only way to do it like and I know, and I realized too, it's like, and I also working with the NFL, like the most powerful, rich men in the country. And that's a whole nother thing. And, 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 it's the, like, and the hottest. <laughs> girl, no. I just had to add that. But yeah. Yeah. yeah some are very cute for sure. But that's the thing. It's like, I realized one, how to navigate a young world in my feminine but also realizing, like, like I said about the the pirates and the captains of of ships, like they have no choice but to bow to the ocean. And once you're a woman and you realize that, that those men they melted in the presence of feminine energy. They yeah. have guns. They have guns strapped on them. But in the presence of a woman being so in her feminine. So in her yin, so in her heart, they lost their, they didn't know what to do. They were drawing hearts on my car. A week ago, they were drawing dicks on my car. Like they would draw dicks and be like, fuck you, bitch. So it wasn't anything to do with like, I looked cute that day. No, I, I, I've been going to that stop all the time and they've been screaming at me. So in the presence of that energy, they just bowed energetically. And then I drove away like, holy fuck. We can control the world if we really wanted to. <laughs> yeah, we really can. I mean, <laughs> we really could. <laughs> and that's why they make us fear this energy. 100%. They do so. not want us to know what I just figured out that day. Yeah. So they either want us very, like, guarded and perhaps, like, as you say, like, in the in the yang, or they want us to be submissive or maybe, like, yep. super people pleaser or a mix of both. But mm -hmm. as you just described it, this is where our true power lies. And this is also why I love working with, you know, the feminine and mm -hmm. use it as a tool to heal. And I yep. also definitely have understood very early on that to get there, I need to look at the masculine too. Because we live yep. in a masculine world. And yep. we have to also, know. Yeah. yeah, we have to know we are a polarity. We're not just feminine. We are both. And yeah. Yeah, so. 100%. That's a key to a lot as a key to a lot of this work is is you have to heal the masculine in yourself you have to there's no other way around it 
And yes. it's funny when I talk to other women about this, because uh, I have my workshop and I tell them, like, you also have a inner masculine, an inner man. Mm-hmm. They look at me like in shock. They're like, what do you mean? <laughs> and I, I, I totally get it why that sounds weird. But it's like, yeah, but inside of you, these both these energies are inside of you. But because yeah. you are a woman, you wish to be, you know, more in the yin of obviously but you also have to deal with the yang to get there yep so yeah and that's how you have like harmonious relationships too it's like both and the energies have to be what was it called heroes gamos i think it's what it's called it's like the integration of your inner king and your inner and your inner queen like you have an inner king like you like king energy like you also have queen energy and obviously it's more dominant in us, but it's like, how can a queen do queen things without a king? And how can a king do king things without a queen? It's just, you know, and then when you embody that, then you become the kingmaker, which is what I'd like to call it. We're kingmakers. So we, we like, and that's the other thing of Chinese medicine and esoteric healing. It's like a man can't ascend or a man can't hit enlightenment without a, powerful women and it's even if you see it in history like all the most powerful kings had extremely powerful intuitive grounded tapped in women by his side that's also the thing that a lot of these powerful men understand um as well but we like we call it like me and my my friend we call it um being the being the king maker they can't they can't uh, ascend and they can't conquer without that yin counterpart so we're, we're the key to, to all of it that's really cool i love that i will write that in my in my hinge uh, app <laughs> in my profile <laughs> i'm a king maker i'm a king maker <laughs> and those who knows they know yeah yeah that's so, actually oh sorry what were you gonna say no no keep going oh i was just saying the king maker thing like what it really came how it that was the next healing of something i realized was was working with these guys with the nfl and they're the most powerful, they're extremely rich and very powerful and very famous. And, you know, I'm very professional with them. And a lot of them, some of them, I'm very like, I'm like, he, they're my, they're my friends. I'm like, you, you're, you're my guy. Like, you, you know, we're like vibe like that. And I know a lot of their families and like their girlfriends and their wives. But a lot of them, a lot of times, like when you're so, especially athletes in that level, their sacral chakras are like super open. And they, I think, uh, not just athletes, but like famous people or a lot of people that they, they use their sacral energy, their sexual energy to create and to play and to hit and do all these things. And so a lot of what I do as an, their acupuncturist is like, I help with their pain and stuff, but I also help them cultivate that energy. And I had this one time I was treating one of the guys and, and I was helping him emotionally with something. And I, I had this like, I feel like I'm a mage to a king. Like it felt like that energy. And I'm like, holy shit, he needs my, like he needs my feminine energy to help him like a well, like we are wells. They, that these men come to us to be rejuvenated, but we have to be, we have to know we're a well. We have to know we have, we have the resources and we to hold space for the young. Again, then we're a fucking ocean. Like we, we hold the ships, you know? So it's like, I had this moment, I'm like, holy shit, that's why I'm good at what I do when I work with men. 
is because at my private practice, I have a lot of men, male patients too. And it's like so weird to me, but I'm like, oh my God, I'm still working with my feminine energy with them and helping them heal their feminine because they're so in their, it's like this crazy, it's this crazy, that's where the whole Kingmakers thing came from, from me working with these famous, rich, powerful men and saw, seeing them melt over time. In the beginning, some of them were complete assholes. And now they like call me to say happy birthday. I'm like, what the fuck did that come from? Like they just, they just uh, have melted over time. Not because they like me or anything. It's just their, their softness, their softness kind of appeared and their intuition appeared. And like all these, I'm just, it's been, I've been working with them for like seven months. So it's like, just now I'm starting to see the shifts and it yeah so like I said this is this is just I don't know how long I'll be working with them but it's just another initiation into teaching me about the feminine and about my own personal gifts and um you know like the church was an initiation that was initiation the NFL like all these different things have been me cultivating this gift if that makes sense yeah that makes total sense and it's so interesting because we often think that to heal the feminine and not knowing how to navigate it, we have to be in a romantic relationship, but it's really any man you meet is an opportunity. Uh -huh. It's an opportunity. Also friendship. That's also my experience. Yeah. Opening up to men that are safe, of course. And also, you know, as you described, like, okay, they come to me also to soften, which yeah. means I can, I need to soften. I need too. to soften. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Yeah, they will so, come to you like the well. That's like what I tell myself. Yeah. Honey, bees, bees to honeycomb. Like, that's just, you just sit there and just, that's just what it is. You just are. Yeah. You know, I love uh, that. I love that too. And I like that you call it like that we are uh, a well. I like that. Yeah. Now you like to told us a little bit how you like, how Chinese medicine came into your life. And I also feel you kind of like, tell us now how Chinese medicine is also connected to how you also start healing your feminine but are mm. there anything more you like want to add on that like for people who don't really know about mm. Chinese medicine yeah I will say like I said Chinese medicine foundation is about balance and harmony and um balancing yin and balancing yang within the body too but there are some very powerful treatments that clear out trauma from the body but also there are treatments that clear out the wound like there's a, a vessel that we call it's called the eight extraordinary ve vessel and it's called the daimai and the daimai is a vessel that wraps around the womb and we call it the girdle vessel the daimai and in chinese medicine the womb is called the anger box which i don't really like that name but that's what they call it and their, their meaning behind it is that the womb is like a trash bin. And women, we store our trauma and our pain and our emotions and our womb. Uh, our bodies do that because either our wombs or our ovaries, um, because if it's on any other organ, we could die. So uh, the Chinese believe that, and a lot of other Eastern medicines believe that anger that's stored in the womb becomes endometriosis. Um, grief stored in the womb becomes fibroids. 
and cysts on the ovaries become, uh, it's the essence that we are supposed to be using to create in the world. So I, for example, I had a really bad ovarian cyst that burst like three years ago. It was horrible. You know, I got acupuncture and an acupuncturist was like, uh, the liver meridian wraps up through the ovaries and our liver meridian is what we use to create our, our wood element, right? It's our birth, it's our creation and it wraps around the womb. And so she was like, what aren't you creating? And at that time I was writing my poetry book and I stopped because I was like, this is stupid. I'm not putting myself out there like that. And then the cyst burst. And then she was like, start writing your book again. So I went to the get a scan to see, and there was one more cyst, right? And I was like, you know what? I'm going to continue to write my book. And then I'm going to go back and see if it's still there. And I wrote my book. I published it. And I went back. Cyst was gone. And I'm like, what the fuck? So a lot of the times it's like, our body is trying to do its best to process our emotions for us when we're not. And so the womb holds so much. The womb holds so much trauma, not just our trauma in this lifetime, but our mothers and our grandmothers. I'm sure you've heard like you're an egg in your mom's when she's yeah. a fetus in her grandma, right? So the dye my clears out generational trauma. It's like dumping out a garbage bin of your womb. And um, it is extremely powerful. And it's also helps with the relationship with your mother. But there I do a lot of work with the womb, a lot of people that have menstrual issues that get acupuncture, a lot of it is super spiritual. Like, I put my hands on the womb of a patient like a couple weeks ago, who was experiencing nonstop bleeding. And I saw an image of her, like kind of like a Mulan vibes with a sword i was like who do you want to fucking kill like who are you trying to like what what's going on right and turns out she was sexually abused by a family member for like five years and she no one and no one which i knew obviously she's my patient but i didn't know that no one had her back everyone acted like nothing happened so she had so much rage in her womb which in chinese medicine is heat which also, if there's a lot of heat in the womb, you're going to bleed a lot. So I was like, so we talked through that and cried. And I did acupuncture to clear out heat from the body. And I sent her to a Chinese herbalist and her bleeding stopped. Because she had to address what was causing the heat, which was like so much rage and anger. And it's like our wombs are like a mini earth. So Chinese medicine sees the womb as like this earth that you have to, a garden you have to tend to. Like you have to peek in there and be like, holy shit, there's a lot in there. Where do we start? And it's it's a lot. So acupuncture is so beautiful with clearing out things that you don't really have to remember. It just clears it out. It's like, hey, I got this. Let's take the trash out. You don't look at everything you throw out in the trash. You don't like, oh, I, I, threw, no. I remember when I threw that out. I remember when I threw it. No, yeah. it's out. Just throw it out. Just get the yeah. fuck out of here. And it you don't clears. you don't have to like relive it and be you don't traumatized. Have to yeah, exactly. That's why acupuncture is also really good with like veterans and PTSD because they don't want to talk and relive these memories because acupuncture just clears it out of the nervous system. So with the womb and the feminine energy, it's like it goes really deep into like maternal line trauma and transmutes it 
And obviously there's lifestyle things and your own work to do. Like I said, dancing and, and uh, having orgasms and embodying your, your, your femininity. Of course, there's those things. But um, the one thing I would want people to know is that acupuncture does more than just like heal your neck. Like it transmutes density. That's what it does. Or the, at least that's the best way I can describe transmutes density and, and turns it back into balance. Like how nature kind of just, shifts from one season to the next or day to night just very smoothly like it that's what it's meant to do wow I, say. Mm-hmm. I mean I always f- found it like uh, Chinese medicine very interesting but now I'm like blown away I can really hear yeah. how Chinese medicine really like honors the female body oh yeah I was like totally. oh I did not know that to be honest yeah. and I spoken with some some girlfriends about this like period pains and for Mm -hmm. me like after I start to twerk and dance and move my body I actually experienced more pain Mm -hmm. because I am in contact with that now and a big issue for me has been like um and I know I know that this goes for so many women I'm just one of many we have issues with bleeding like we don't bleed Mm -hmm. a lot and you don't have to diagnose me anything here. On, <laughs> on, I know my, uh, my diagnostic hat is already spinning. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I was just wondering, like, if you could, like, we're going to use me as an example. If you yeah. are a woman, for, uh, for example, now you gave an example with this patient who mm-hmm. um, bleed a lot. But what if you don't bleed a lot? What if you have issues like, I, I'm thinking like stagnated energy, but maybe yeah. what do you have to th- what do you have to say about it? Yeah. So you mean like if a girl, if a female doesn't get her period, or she gets it and there's just like not a lot of blood? It's not a lot of blood. Yeah. 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 I mean, it can mean it can mean a lot of things. Like I said, like I'd have to like I want to feel your pulses and look at your tongue and a lot of things. But like for example, a lot of bleeding is like usually a heat thing. Or the spleen, it's a spleen thing. Like the spleen is what holds blood. So if your spleen mm-hmm. is a little too tired, um, which is like you're doing too much uh, in your life, like you're overdoing it, you're just sitting too much and and writing too much and thinking too much, like you're, you're kind of spleen sheet efficient. So the spleen holds the blood. So sometimes it's the spleen, sometimes it's heat, um, but not bleeding too can like, this definitely can be like, liver blood stagnation it could be some uh, stagnant energy it can be your blood deficient a lot there's a lot of blood deficiency in women as especially like if you don't eat meat there's there's some blood deficiency going on there um but blood too in chinese medicine is like um it's what we call it um presence so mm-hmm. someone comes into a room and you just look at them whether they're beautiful or not like you just like why am i looking at this person we say that uh, it's because they're filled with blood and someone who you like bump into or you don't see them like, Oh, I didn't see so-and-so was there. I didn't even notice them. They're blood deficient. So it's uh-huh. like, uh, or you bump into like, Oh, sorry, I didn't see you there. It's because they're, they're not filled with blood. They're not filled with presence. They're not filled with like essence of who they are. So a lot of time it could be something like that. Like it, it, it there's a lot of different things that can go that can go into it or could it can just be a deficiency it could be blood stagnation it could be something with the liver yeah there was a lot of questions I would ask too like of course of course you know how long is your cycle how long is like the bleeding does it stop is it brown is it ruby red is it it clots like all the different kinds of things that would help me understand more but um that's usually like what I would look at first if if someone's not really 
bleeding too much. Yeah, well, thank you for answering that. I know that yeah. it's way more complicated and you need yeah. to have a lot of answers to, you know, to um, to find out. But it's definitely something I, I met a lot of women that has that issue. Like, really? Yeah. Yeah. And, and me included. And it's actually gotten worse after I start healing my feminine. But for me, I feel like it's just like, okay, maybe I am. Something is coming up to the surface for me that I need yeah. to look at. But I'm definitely mm. going to look more into Chinese medicine, too. Yeah, because, yeah definitely. Yeah. Like, definitely find acupuncturists down there. And that's the thing. Like, with anything with the period, it's usually some sort. Of course, I look at liver blood. And, of course, there's heat. But there's always an, um, there's always something underneath it. Like, the one girl, she had heat, right? But, like, why? Because she was fucking pissed. Mm. So it's like a lot of the time there is something deeper than that. And like even period cramps, it's like chi stagnation or blood stagnation because there's an emotion you're not processing. So like whenever I have a bad period, it's either one, I didn't clear out my womb after I had sex with someone because I'm processing their energy because that's what we do with our periods. Or there's an emotion that I'm, I really have to look at. So that's how I've experienced. And my periods are like poster child poster child periods like it's a beautiful experience for me I haven't had a cramp in like years like I don't even know um but if I do have a little bit of a cramp I'm, I know that I'm stagnant in something I'm not I'm not surrendering to that's that's how I've experienced it so there's a lot of times it's uh because the liver controls the smooth flow of blood and chi and chi is also your thoughts and your emotion your emotions so I always go to my emotions first like my womb is a master of transmutation and there's maybe something she's like struggling with transmuting, whether it's, I didn't clear out my womb. I clear out my womb every time I'm intimate with someone or every time I go through something traumatic, I like go in the woods and I clear my womb, like get this like emotion out of me, um, which is what your period does. It clears out, you know, mm. so it could also be something you're not ready to clear out or something you're having issues clearing out. Like, could be a lot of those, a lot of those things. The magical uh, cauldron, for sure. Wow, yeah. this made me really think. Like, thanks for sharing that because I have definitely thought of. <laughs> I know like, you're okay. a black hole now. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, there's so much to look at now. But no, but that's that's amazing. I, I also have I have one more question for you, and that is, like, how do you clear out your womb? I would love to hear that. How do you clear out your womb if you've been intimate with someone or just need to get a release? So what I do, this is just me. It's funny because I don't know if I talk to other women about how they do. I don't think a lot of women do clear out their wombs. What I like to do, I'm a woods girl, as you know. I'm always in the woods. I'm always yeah. like skipping and dancing and singing in the woods. But like I, I am a little fairy. I really <laughs> yeah. am. Um, so, but I love clearing out my womb in the woods because I think for you, the ocean will be really good. Yeah, um, I'm an ocean girl. Yeah, I think like I like to say go to where you feel most connected to Gaia, like where you feel most connected to to Mother Earth, because it's like your womb is the same vibration of the Earth, right? So I love the soil, I love the trees, like I love what Earth, the actual soil does to like leaves. When leaves fall, it it takes its death and creates something beautiful from it. So I like being in the soil. And I sit on my sits bone and I connect my 
sacrum to the earth and I like cord my I cord it down to the to the core of the earth and I put a cord up you know to the heavens so I'm like in between heaven and earth kind of thing and I call in like my people I call I like I disconnect to I connect to the earth like I feel like okay I'm held by like the feminine and I kind of imagine my womb opening up like a whirlpool and sometimes I imagine different colors. Sometimes I imagine yellow. Sometimes I imagine gold, like a gold or yellow. And I imagine like my womb, like it's a whirlpool and it's picking up gunk that's stuck on the sides of the womb. And it like kind of does, and I send it out through the cord. And I always say like, take this and use it for the highest good of all. You know, like take this energy and transmute it into something beautiful. And then I always bring an offering to thank the earth like for the exchange whether it's seeds or a flower or like anything really sometimes hair you know yeah so it's like I come to like it's kind of like I come to dump like you know so I always want to give something back like thank you like it's like a thank you exchange like a healing exchange and then I breathe into my womb and I always do like some tantric breathing to connect my womb to my heart and I just wait until I feel like it's clear and sometimes it takes minutes sometimes I'm there for a while so for you in the ocean I would probably like just float in the ocean and ask like ask the ocean to to clear up because the ocean's very cleansing in general like the salt um but I like sitting and connecting my sacrum to the ground so like the sand like digging your hands in the sand or like you're half in the water half in the sand so like the water's coming up and imagine maybe the water's coming up, taking the gunk or whatever, and then like pulling it away with the tide. It doesn't have to be like the same thing as me, but like whatever you feel connected. So it's like, that's what I would do. Or at least what I'm seeing in my head, you're doing like your feet are like kind of in the water and the tide comes up, takes, lays over your womb, takes what it wants to. And then the tide comes back. Like I just do that, like and lay in half in the water, half not in the water. And like, let the wave come, the tide come, wash over you and pull it all out and just thank the ocean for taking it and um, transmuting it. That's that's what I think. Yeah. So if I have any advice for anyone listening, it's like, however you feel the most connected to earth, whether that's a mountain, maybe you got to climb to the top of a snowy mountain. I don't know. I like the woods. You like the, you like the ocean. Like it could be. Yeah be anything so that's what I would say like just connect your womb to the ground and have whatever nature around you come and clear it out of your womb and thank thank the thank the earth for it so that's what that's what I do and then I always say I at the end like my womb is cleared my womb is cleared my womb is cleared and like kind of close it off in that way pull the cords back up and go on with my with my day yeah wow I've actually done some of the things you mentioned now, like just intuitive. Oh, but yeah. I'm to do it again with that intention and also try to, you know, connect the womb with the heart and also have a conversation with her, as you yeah. say. And when it's Oof. cleared, you, you say it out loud because, you know, words are energy too. So yeah. I will try and that's that. What I, I love that you said that, like, and that's a lot of um, the first step I feel like is talking to her, talking to your womb, like do a meditation and go into into your womb and like look at the walls, like see what comes up. Sometimes people come up, sometimes memories come up, sometimes 
uh, your inner child comes up like I don't know what comes up for you but like that is the first step I tell everyone like travel into your womb space like how we do meditation and we go go in your heart space and like travel into your heart but like do that but go inside your womb but like I said it's like standing at the foot of a cave you really don't know what's going to come up for you so you really have to have so much like self-love and bravery because the womb doesn't come to play like at all <laughs> like at no. all so you got to be ready for that but that's the first thing I would say to do so you're spot on with that for sure Thank you so much, Kara. That was a really good advice. Um, and since we are on the subject of womb and female mm-hmm. health, I know that you are soon releasing an ebook yes. about working out according to one cycle. Mm-hmm. And I would love to hear about it. Yeah. So again, here I am talking about all this woo-woo like stuff. And then I'm like, work out, working out in the gym. So like I said, I played high-level sports all my life. So I, I love working out. I love the gym. I love sports. I love fitness, all things. But I, you know, played high level sports and my high, my thyroid was gone. My hormones were all over the place. And I was short. And obviously I was in high, high stress situation in a church cult. And I just blew up. Like my face blew up. My hair was dry. My skin was dry. Like I would bleed from my skin being so freaking dry. Um, I had no libido. I obviously was in a church cult, so I didn't need it. But like I could tell. It was just a mess. My moods were crazy all over the place. So um, when I left college and I started um, working out again, I would gain weight because I would just do too much. I would do what I used to do. So um, studying Chinese medicine, I started shifting the way I moved in all areas of my life and especially how I worked out. And I went in according to, um, I started off working out according to the season. So like I would do nothing in the winter really, and a lot in the summer. And I really liked how I felt. So then I started studying, um, because everything in Chinese medicine is about cycles, everything. So then I started working out according to my menstrual cycle and it changed my freaking life. Like my whole body started slimming out. I'm like the leanest I've ever been. Um, I have like muscles, like muscle lines everywhere. Like I'm so energized. My libido is crazy. <laughs> like my hair is like just so rich and like soft and not dry. My skin is amazing. My nails are amazing. I, I just never felt so good. And so I decided I I work a lot with female athletes and I've been teaching them this the past like year, I would say. And I was like, they're like, oh, can you write out a guide for me? And I'm like, you know what? I'm just writing a, I'm writing a book because I, so many people need this and I've experienced it. So I'm like, let's just get a trainer involved. I had her write up a whole program and it's basically like um each, it's the same kind of workout split, but each, each uh, week, each stage of phase of of your menstrual cycle is a different uh rep range and load range so basically menstruation i do nothing first two days i'm in bed if anything i'm walking and i'm 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 doing yoga to open up my hips and open up the liver meridian to help my bleeding and like ovulation i'm doing high interval training i'm sprinting i'm boxing i'm playing soccer and like um in each like phase like ovulation is the summer 
and menstruation is the winter and the follicular phase is spring and luteal phase is autumn. So it's like whatever workouts I'm doing is connected to that season and connected to that phase. And there's also specific hormones that are available in each phase. So it's like if you're pushing yourself while you're bleeding, you're actually punching yourself in the face. <laughs> like you're not going to make any gains. Like you don't have testosterone available like that, you know? So it's like, you want to put on muscle. It's like, go crazy during ovulation. Your testosterone's through the roof. So it's like really learning how to biohack your own hormones and first of all, balance them. And then also how to use them to your advantage to like look amazing, feel amazing, move amazing, sleep amazing, fuck amazing. Like all of it, like even your wet, like if you, if your hormones are off, you're not going to get super wet. Like it's just not, it's not, it's, it's different, you know? So it's like, you really, your hormones control you. You don't control your hormones. Like, so get them aligned and move according to how they move, like a stream, how Chinese medicine views everything, like everything, how do you just flow with everything and everything will shift externally. And um, so I, that's what the ebook is like about. So I'm really excited for it. It's almost done. I'm a perfectionist, so, but I'm very excited about it. <laughs> well, you're a Virgo, so it makes sense that you're a perfectionist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm really excited about this ebook because I know a little bit about, you know, working out according to a cycle, but I definitely like, I know a lot of women too needs like, but how do I work out? You know, like, yeah, yeah. I get it. I have to go with the, my, my cycle with the rhythm of nature, but how does that look like? So that's going to be an amazing like, yeah. tool. Yeah. 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 It's cool. It's like different rep, like ovulation, like the reps are higher and the reps are heavier. And there's added cardios and stuff, but then like the luteal phase, it's like the reps change and the weight changes. So it's like, you got to um, follow that. So you don't tax your body too much, you know? And also obviously the workouts that I chose, it's like the exact workouts I do are like to build like a huge ass and like strong legs. And, like, you know? so <laughs> it's based off of like me, like, this is just me. This is how I work out. Cause I just focus on like how to get the fattest ass and like, very strong sexy legs and like strong upper body but not too crazy you know <laughs> so that's kind of what it is so I'm excited to just like share it with everyone well that's perfect for me too because that's also my focus on the on the yeah. gym and we all I, are yeah yeah and I feel like of course we also want to train our upper body but mm -hmm. the strength of a female body is the lower parts the lower part mm -hmm. yeah so every, every time when people are like i hate leg day i'm like what are you even what? talking about i love leg, leg day. day it's the leg best day, leg day is the best leg day is the absolute best like upper body yeah. day is like when i do like the second half of my luteal phase i'm like all right i don't have too much energy like just do upper body for like 30 minutes like kind of thing <laughs> that's the thing you don't have to work out that hard to like have a hot body like it's really not what you see on Instagram or TikTok, like you don't have to be at the gym six days a week for three hours. Like that backfires on you. It's really not, yeah. you don't have to put in that much effort. I've started to realize that it's more like, oh yeah, to, you have to just train smart, not smart. hard. Mm -hmm. Instead yep. of going for hard and, and a long time, just go for smart. And this yeah. is a really smart way to do it because you are, yeah. you understand nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm looking really forward to it and I'm gonna definitely implement it in my life. And I love working out, especially when I'm ovulating. I feel like oh my god. 
female yeah. version of Hulk. I'm like in the gym, like, oh, like I love it. And then, no, you know what? <laughs> what? It's the best because it's like you're ovulating, you're at the gym, and there's hot men with a lot of testosterone, and you're like, it's like yeah. the best time of the month to work out. It's just the best. Like you push yourself harder. Testosterone's filled in this room, and you're just turned on, and you're getting the best pump, and like. Oh, it's the best. It's the best. It's the best. And I, I get even like turned on by myself. I would like look in my, the mirror and be like, so good looking. I'm like, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I know. It's like, okay, okay. I see you. I know. It's the, but that's the other thing. It's like, if you work out too much and you get to ovulation, you're not going to feel that because you're fucking tired. And it's like winter. If winter isn't cold or the ground isn't hard, and no one hibernates the spout flowers in the spring are gonna look like shit like you know what I mean so it's kind of like that it's yeah. like you have to follow along because you're not the the ovulation we're describing a lot of women don't have that experience because they're just fucking tired because they're doing too much so like sorry I'd rather experience like this like burst of energy for like a week and a half rather than like push myself to work out where I don't it's just like an even keel like numbness all month instead of go- being like this which is just how we naturally move you know yeah so like a, a wave people, yeah exactly a lot of people don't get that kind of ovulation we just talked about unfortunately I didn't before. Honestly, yeah. like my my month was just like you described. I was just numb and just pushing through. Whereas now yeah. I'm like, it's like a, it's it's. Not, I wouldn't say roller coaster because that sounds negative, but it's it's like a roller coaster, like where you get like butterflies in your stomach. So in a positive way, I mean, mm-hmm. it's like you're like you're like driving up the roller coaster, like do, 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 and when you come to the top, <laughs> and then you go down. Yeah, it's, and it's fun. Like, yeah, it's I, fun. I love I love what you said on Instagram when you reposted the reel and you're like, you are a female, like you're special. Act accordingly. Like yeah. act accordingly. Like we are not men. We do and that's the other thing with the ebook where I or why I decided on working out like that is they trained us in college. They trained us like men. Yeah. We lifted like men, we trained like men, and they don't have they don't have this like we do. They can do this, they can do the same shit every day. Like we cannot, we cannot do that. So it's like, again, this is a um, young masculine society. Like, let's just fit in the boxes of how men do things. And then we realize we can't do that that way. Not that we're not incapable. It's just, we're just different. Yeah. We're just different. And it's like, okay, let's like figure out how to work with what you got, you know? Exactly. And it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And that's your superpower. And that can become yep. your superpower. Yeah. Yep. Hell yeah. Mm. Hell Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom with us today. Uh, I think your your story and all the things that you have experienced is just like, and you're sharing your gifts with the world and they would just come more and more. And I'm excited to like follow you in your mm-hmm. journey. Um, I wonder if you had like any advice to anyone listening who perhaps are going through something similar that you have mm. been going through. Oh, it's a really good question. I think if someone came to me, which is like a lot of like who I talk, like a lot of my patients, if someone came to me about how to step into themselves or into their like feminine power, which is what I get a lot and what I talk to myself about every day, hmm, what would I say? I feel like I have to say a lot, but I'm going to keep it very simple. And I'm, I think what I would want to say is two things. One, what would Cleopatra do? That's what I tell myself. 
<laughs> I love that. Whenever I'm in a situation where I feel like I'm like dimming my essence or dimming my femininity, I'm like, what would Cleopatra do? What would she do love right that. now? Right. I so that's that. and that that helps me a lot. So that was that's one thing I would say. And the other thing I would say is don't forget you are the one with the power. So don't get it twisted. And I think again, what we, a lot of what we talked about this past hour is like we're in a society that makes us feel like we aren't we're the ones like down on the bottom of the potum toll and remembering like it's actually the opposite like it's Mm. like reminding myself like not that there's a hierarchy like we're better like we're better than you men it's not like that it's like this like kind of like the the bead of the honeycomb thing like there's nothing you have to do there's nothing extra or young you have to do to demand your power or to demand you are this powerful woman not to be fucked with. Like something you don't even have to open your mouth. It's just an essence to tap into and you just be that. It's the honeycomb and everything just comes to you. Like you are the magnet. You are mini Mother Earth. Like and just not to not to forget that. Like that is the one thing. I I'm out in nature and I am reminding myself, like, I'm like this too. Like I am like this too. And no one can tell me that I am useless because look at what I can do you know so it's like I think that's something else that that I would say so there's nothing you have to do to demand that's young like Ian is just being just being your own essence and what will Cleopatra do I love that those are really yep. good advice both of them and yeah that's something I've done myself I haven't asked myself what would Cleopatra do and I would do that the next time I doubt myself that's a really good uh... yeah like like Cleopatra or like mm-hmm. Aphrodite or like Isis or like like these powerful badass or like Kuan Yin or like uh you know and that's what I also love about all these like women or goddesses it's like they're all essence of us like it's not like I'm just like Aphrodite no she's just an aspect of me so is Kuan Yin it's an aspect of me like we're there are aspects of us that we can tap into there's like the warrior goddess there's the love goddess there's the the healing goddess like we're all Mm. those things we're all of them so it's like remembering remembering like tapping into which one that we're and integrating all the aspects of all of these they're just they're just aspects of the divine feminine just little fractions of the divine feminine living in this world in their power so it's like learning about the goddesses or learning about like these powerful women in history and like embodying that essence which is just you right so that's what um i love so yeah what would aphrodite do what would isis do what would cleopatra do what would kwan yin do like tapping into that and learning from them in in that way letting them like teach you about the feminine that aspect of the feminine because there's so many you know so that's that's my thing all the time when i'm like stuck in a situation where i'm afraid afraid of myself or afraid of to stand up for myself or afraid to speak or afraid to assert like what would Isis do? How would she navigate this? You know, how what would Cle- how would Cleopatra finagle this? How would she hold herself? What would she say? How would she move? What would she would she move slow? Would she speak slow? Would she think? Would she stand in her power? You know, would she stand up straight? Will she listen? Will she be loud? I don't know. Like you know, like really tapping in into those aspects that helps me so much thank you so much carrie uh Mm. okay so our listeners i'm sure they want to 
get more of you like where can they find you on social media <laughs> um yeah so i mean i have two accounts one is more so for like athletes and stuff it's like my dr quinn account but i would say like probably my main account which is what is it it's k quinny with three n's k q u i n n n y and i just have a lot of like random feminine poetry traveling working out like literally i have like 21 of you all of me yeah. it's me it is literally just me it's my essence on instagram that's what i would say you can find me you can find me there yeah and reach out and ask me questions like i love i love that i love also when people ask me questions and that's how we heal you know we inspire each other yeah, and, connection yeah. feminine exactly. and the sisterhood and you know yes. all the things that we need to survive really as women need each other So I'm I'm so grateful to you for asking me to, you know, to be on this and and all the ways you support me and I just I really adore you and I can't wait to like see you in real life one day. And we will very soon. Yeah, very we, sure. really yeah. we really will. <laughs> we really will. It's going to yeah. it's going to be good. It's going to be so good. Yes. And yeah, so now we're I, the same part of the world as well. So I'm looking yeah. forward to that too. Yeah, I'd love that. Thank you so much. I appreciate yeah. you a lot and all all you do for for the world of the feminine and and that. same to you really uh the first person i thought of of interviewing for the girl hang podcast was you <laughs> so i was Aww. like i'm gonna interview <laughs> carrie right away so yeah i'm thank like you yes so please i would love to <laughs> Yeah, thank you for everything so you've shared here today. It was really, uh, it made my brain go like explode many times. I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you everyone for listening. Please subscribe and like and follow us on Instagram. And thank you so much for listening today. See you next week.